And not only that, like when you're on, when you're on the field, like particularly if you're playing this, playing from the same country, body language is incredibly important. Like you know, if you're running downfield and you're trying to get, you're open for a, a, like a long pass, you don't necessarily want to scream like, "Hey, hey, I'm open, I'm open." You want to give them some sort of body language, and that might not be needed in the World Cup either because you do have an advantage of, "Hey, you speak a different language than your opponent." So do you do you go into stuff like that in courses too, like body language? Or is it more just verbal communication? I think there are um, three aspects to this. So first of all, um, it is very, very noisy on a pitch. Mm. Um, one of my advisors who actually checked the technical vocabulary and contributed some of the activities, she said the thing when uh, during COVID was he actually realized how noisy it is usually on the pitch. So whatever the manager says on the side, the players aren't able to hear that because the fans are roaring and everything. So, and even for the players, it is very difficult to understand each other, even if they speak the same language. So you need very short commands, what we call the on-pitch commands, like keeper or behind or pass or whatever. So one word commands that are immediately understood. That's the one thing, um, because you cannot really rely on long explanations. So this is, again, direct communication, low context is very important. Then the second thing is body language is for your own team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So you really develop a system of signs, hand signs, whatever, that hopefully the other team does not understand so that you can organize the players on the pitch very well and body language is also important as a signal to the other player you ever wondered why central defenders are always like six foot tall because they're scary mm-hmm. if you have a player like uh niklas Zule, who is one of the german central defenders you just go like i don't want to mess with you and this is why they're cast for that role they're not fast but they can really put down they're like a rugby player they just put down their foot and they're really difficult to pass by and that makes a good central defender, for example, or a good goalie. And um, and yeah, and so I think that's also very important. And then you have to remember with the European leagues, so many players play in different leagues. So we have German players in the UK, in France, in Italy, in Spain, everywhere. That means everybody understands a bit of the language. So if you catch something the Italians are saying, there's possibly some guy who's actually able to say, oh, this is what they're planning on. So this is something that changed dramatically over the last 20, 30 years when players really started playing outside their own national leagues. And this is also what I think helped American um, soccer players and the American national team because the players came over, learned, and then brought back the skills to the US, something you didn't have 30 years ago. And this is what helped the men's team, the men's soccer team a lot. Mm-hmm. I also like that you included media training um, in the book. Um, with the World Cup coming up, you know, dealing with your own media is hard. I know athletes in the States, they do go through media training. It's like media training is a real thing. You got to learn what to say and not to say to the media. You learn to keep your cool. Um, is that kind of what you're teaching as well in your book, like how to deal with, your own country's media as well as international media because yeah there's there's translators but that'll only get you so far right you gotta you gotta talk to press from the globe with the world cup so do you go do you go into all that in your book kind of lay out lay how lay how that works out for me what we do is um we look at 
press conferences, for example. So there's one extra time where the, the manager gives a press conference. So what kind of questions? Why do they ask the questions? What questions would you ask? How would you answer the question? And then there's another opportunity where we talk about team motivation, where we use two excerpts from a real-life press conference, where I was so impressed by the manager. So they, they lost the first leg of the, of the international game quite disastrously and everyone thought that's them finished and he gave a press conference where he just said my team did did a great job today in a few more words and then they won the second league and they made it to the final and he more or less gave the same speech and was like oh my god this is amazing yeah? because it's just like you protect your team you put yourself in front of the team. This is what you get money for. And you would never criticize uh, players. So we talk about these strategies, how to deal with the press, what not to do. But um, it's only one book. I mean, I could write five books about the topic. So, But we do cover it. And um, what we also do is in the teacher's guide, we give more material. We say... So this is a good example if you want to deal with the press. This is a very good example of what you should say at a press conference, how you can handle a press conference, how you can handle interviews or media. Um, I think it changed a lot because they're all now on Instagram and everything. So And most clubs now do provide proper media training, which I think is very important. Um, so you don't get this kind of interviews like 20 years ago where they all said the same. It was all stupid. So I think it, it changed a lot and for the better. But yes, we do cover that in the book. Awesome. And where can I find the book? Sorry? Where can I, where, where can I buy the book? Well, the book is available at the moment via the website, Sports English Media. Um, and that's uh, for the moment. It's also going to be out on Amazon soon and also going to be available as an ebook. Uh, we are working at the moment with a couple of distributors to shorten like the delivery ways. So we're going to have a distributor in Japan and in England pretty soon. And um, But even from the US, it takes about a week to get to Germany. So that's not that long. Awesome. Sometimes Amazon takes longer if they don't have the book on stock or something. So, um, so that's pretty okay. 